This is Sylvia Schneider and Diana Belbar with Equinely Inclined, the equine podcast for the internet horse community. Episode 191, Getting to Know Show Jumpers, Sani Aldahan and Joanne Sloan Allen. Recorded on October 14, 2019. Brought to you in part by Ponsai Digital Media with online strategy consulting and advising by sylviaschneider.ca. And this episode is also brought to you by you, our listeners, through your generous monthly support. Thank you. So I'm Sylvia Schneider. And I'm Diana Belper. This episode will include... <laughs> some catching up. Change in format for Olympic equestrian events, something we forgot to talk about during our last episode. <laughs> Exclusive content highlights, subscribe now before the price goes up. And an interview with show jumpers Samuel Dehan and Joanne Sloan Allen from Sycamore Stables in Ireland. Well, Diana, how are things going? <laughs> well, Saturday, boy, was such a beautiful fall day. It I was, really enjoyed it. Was it was amazing. Yeah, and I had a lovely time working with that lovely young woman, Caitlin, that mm-hmm. you brought out. Yes. Uh, giving her first actual lesson with a horse. Right. So, yeah, she told us she'd been on a few trail rides mm-hmm. before, but uh, it was rewarding to see her smile so broadly the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you said you knew she was having fun because she was going to catch bugs in her teeth. <laughs> yeah, especially if it had been summer and not fall. Yeah. Well, we did a Facebook Live with Caitlin after that, and it was funny. It was tricky squishing <laughs> three people and a horse into the picture. <laughs> yes, for sure. And, you know, I looked so good with my tooth on. But, you know, you know in, that... my, in my defense, I had been out all day and it had started yes. out very cold and I'd been in the arena teaching yeah. all day. So, yeah. But you now you know how, you know, show jumpers feel when they get called to do um, interviews with CBC and all <laughs> yeah, these right. places, right? And they're going like, oh no, don't make me do that. Give me a hat. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Glenn came over too with his trail mower on Sunday mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun too so I don't get to the back of the 40 acres very often no and and it's lovely back there mm-hmm. and I, I know that sounds bad because you know 40 acres right stand in the middle of a flat square 40 and <laughs> you can see it all around and it doesn't seem very big at all but you know when it's a long narrow it's a half a mile long mm-hmm. and it's full of trees and hills and that's a little different. You know, just add trees and bush and it changes the whole picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a whole lot less land with 15 acres, but being that it's made up of five hills and it's all trees and bush, you never really know where you are <laughs> and it, it seems like you're lost unless you know where to go. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was lovely back there. I only saw an owl. Um, surprisingly, because it was, you know, kind of not the right time of day to see an owl, I don't think. Mm-hmm. No moose, no deer this time around, but I know they're back there all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so this afternoon, being Monday, mm-hmm. such a nice long weekend. A Canadian. Mm-hmm. A Canadian <laughs> Thanksgiving, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So it was our family Thanksgiving dinner. It was mm-hmm. just a small affair, but, you know, really enjoyable. Well, it was a really weird Thanksgiving for us this year because we celebrated last weekend. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, we, we celebrated it early because my brother and sister-in-law have a long car ride through the mountains to to get to their home in BC and we really wanted to minimize the chance of bad <laughs> roads from snowstorms yeah, so which I'm sounds hoping bad but I'm yeah. hoping that we did <laughs> I don't know well you know but last night and today we did have snow again yeah and I think I have to readjust my get ready for winter plan oh, how so I think I really need to start in April oh <laughs> that's not quite right but you know sometimes it yeah. feels like it's close yeah to start a lot earlier mm-hmm 
Mm. Well, um, Firefly was weaned last weekend. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was really concerned about that. Yeah, I'm a little baby. Mm. And this weekend, she was put into a big pen with the three other foals. So oh, fun. I'm pretty thrilled for her. And we also moved Lance back mm-hmm. from your place. Yeah. So he's in with Sky, and they're getting along great. So oh, good. mother and baby, you know, like I'm sure that they had some emotional pains, but some emotional pangs, but I think they got company and they're getting over it pretty quickly. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, well, Sylvia, you know, we were talking about this before. The last of the competitions to determine spots for the Tokyo Olympics are finished. yeah. And the Irish show jumping team is going to the Olympics. Wow, that's awesome. I was really worried about that. I'm so (laughs) glad for them. Yeah, so they won the lone spot available at the Longines FEI Nations World Cup final in Barcelona on October the 3rd. That's great. I'm Mm -hmm. so glad. You got a chance to see that then? Yeah, I got to see a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So Ireland has now qualified in all three disciplines. Right. Uh, Canada's only got two. We didn't get the eventing team, didn't make it. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so Ireland's now qualified in all three disciplines for the first time ever in dressage. So we're talking English disciplines. So dressage and jumping and eventing, is that it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So in yeah, for the first time ever in dressage and the first time since 2004 in show jumping. 15 years for them in show jumping. Do they still have reigning as a, a an Olympic discipline? <laughs> no. I don't. I'm embarrassed to say we're going to have to check that out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. you kind of threw me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so... But you know, it just started to occur to me, right? But I love it. The Irish team wore mm-hmm. orange armbands in Barcelona with a four-leaf clover oh. embroidered on them, and Babington Strong to show support for fellow Irish Olympic show jumper. Right. Well, Kevin you know, Babington. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of our listeners don't know that Kevin Babington, who resides in the U.S., was seriously injured at the end of August, yeah, in August fall. the thirtieth, yeah, yeah. Uh, from his horse, and he had a spinal cord injury. So So everyone's hoping he's going to make a full recovery, but um, efforts are being made to raise money for his expenses. Right. Yes. So far, they've raised a seven hundred and eighteen thousand one hundred eighty-four through a Facebook fundraiser, and another one hundred twenty-two thousand seven hundred ninety-six through a GoFundMe. And those were U.S. dollars. I think there was also. There was also a European um, fundraiser. Yeah, and they've got all kinds of proceeds going on where if you buy anything with uh, that says Babington Strong, oh. a portion of it goes to his fund as well. So, That's great. He yeah. is a super great guy. Yeah. Super and, great guy. And uh, really like we were we hear a lot that horse people do take care of each other they do yeah so so in other news this weekend like just this weekend the right. final team show jumping qualifier right. took place in Rabat Morocco hmm. and the there was two places mm-hmm. that they could uh, earn there mm-hmm. and they were taken by Qatar and Egypt oh so they've got births to the Olympics mm-hmm. yes so 
So that means we're going to see Sammy riding for Egypt and Tokyo next year? Well, I certainly hope so. Oh, yeah. But perhaps this is a good time to discuss the format changes. Oh, yes, yes. Good idea. You know what? This is what we meant to talk about last episode and forgot to. And we caught wind of this very controversial change when we were at Spruce Meadows for the Masters. And truly, it's been in the works for a number of years. Yeah, the decision was actually made back in 2016. Right. But there's still been a lot of controversy about about it and a lot of how's this going to work and, yeah. and so on, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the gist of it is that the governing body, the IOC, wants more countries competing at the Olympics in equestrian sports. Mm-hmm. However, they <laughs> want the number of horse rider combinations to remain the same. Yes. So the choice given was kind of cut down on uh, the teams for the equine dif- disciplines. So from four teams mm-hmm. to three, and we're talking horse rider yes. combinations mm-hmm. when I say teams, yeah, and one reserve. So right. uh, before that, you know, cutting it down from four, yeah, to three plus plus a reserve. Right? And you know. <sighs> Yeah, the other choice is remove one of the disciplines or exit the Olympics. And, yeah, you know, so like not a great choice. They were trying to get rid of, of the whole equestrian, you know, discipline for for ages, oh. I think, for, for the Olympics. So it kind of, it kind well, of drives me crazy. They, so. You know, there's still talk about uh, who's the athlete, the rider or the horse. But. We don't, we know. Yeah. Yeah, we know it's a partnership. Yeah. And well. we know that they both have to be highly athletic and things mm-hmm. have to go the right way. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, not a great choice. No. And uh, the arguments for the change are that equestrian sports need to remain in the Olympics. So mm-hmm. that's a given. It's what every young athlete dreams of. And without that lofty goal, the sport loses recognition and appeal. Right. You know, worldwide. Yeah. So equestrian sports have to adjust to stay alive. Right. And the mm-hmm. other thing is in team jumping. So uh, a lot of people... To say the way the scores work is cumbersome mm-hmm. and newcomers mm-hmm. newcomers don't understand the way results accumulate yep. each round yep. I but won't, the I worst won't argue of the that. four scores I won't is argue dropped that. Yep. yeah <laughs> I, I totally agree yeah but um having and the other the other argument was that having three combinations and an active reserve is better for horse welfare and allows strategy and the choice of horse rider combinations to be you know put forward by the by the chef to keep Hmm. So then there is the arguments against the decision. Yeah. So uh, many, you know, one of the arguments is uh, that uh, people feel that many of the countries trying to field a team to the Olympics do not have the caliber of horse rider teams to compete at that top level. Right. So what happens when you get there and and you're outmastered? So what they're saying is that the courses will need to be made easier to prevent accidents. Yes. And that the drop score system makes the competition more exciting by building suspense. That's true. It does. Yeah. It does. And having an active reserve works against team spirit. Mm. Right, because that that reserve person, if they're active and they can step in at any time that a horse or a rider is struggling or something, then you know they uh, it could affect team spirit. Right. right? Yeah. So, just saying, Eric Lamas has made his feelings very clear against mm-hmm. the changes for show jumping. Right. Now, remember, these changes were made across the board. So for show jumping for dressage and mm. for eventing mm-hmm. but but different i mean it's more yeah, convoluted than that there's yes. all kinds of things yeah. maybe i'll just say right here too that 
uh, normally they'd have the, the team jumping first and then finish with, with the, the individual. individual because that's always been the highest level kind of thing, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But this time it's going to be the other way around. The individuals will compete first and then the teams. Hmm. So uh, that's that's another thing. But but and and there's different things for dressage and different things for eventing. So it's not that cut and dry. But anyhow. But Eric made his feelings very clear. Mm-hmm. And John Madden has put out very clear reasons for the decision that was made to uh, make the changes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And interesting, since then, we've also learned that the FEI has said, now I downloaded um, rules for the Olympics right. the, for, for 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, the FEI has, has said uh, that they will require a certificate of capability Hmm. to compete well that that makes me feel better because at least you know i mean then you know that the rider uh horse rider combinations coming in are are capable capable of being able to take on that challenge and it also looks to me as i read through it like the reserve will only be there in case of injury to a horse rider team hmm so, and then there's some additional points to ponder. So, <laughs> if you listen to our last episode, yeah. um, the uh, international, the the course designer, yeah, no, but for the for the international, for the CP international, mm-hmm. right, the the big yes money one. If you listen to that interview with BZ Madden and so on, mm-hmm. you will hear Leopoldo Palacios, the course designer, talk about how he builds courses to challenge the horse and rider without being dangerous. Yeah, he works right? very hard to make it very challenging mm-hmm. without and having them become come away injured. And the riders all agree that his courses are exceedingly difficult. Yes. But they do trust him. They they right? do and they, they it's a love hate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh is it? Oh I don't know about that. Well they know they know that oh. it's gonna be tough if Leopoldo has yeah. designed that course. It's gonna yeah. be tough yeah. but it's going to be fair. Yeah. And if you listen to that last episode one ninety, you'll hear that in the press conference mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know the the sort of thing would be doing difficult vertical combinations rather yeah. than huge oxers. Yeah. Right. So so going into the 2020 Olympics, the numbers allowed are 75 uh, combinations mm-hmm. for show jumping, yeah. 65 for eventing and 60 for dressage. So countries that qualify a team also get three individual spots in that discipline. Right. And countries that don't qualify a team just get one individual spot. So you could be count you could be coming from a country that just doesn't have enough what riders to field, a team, to field a team, but you could. You can still go in as an individual. Right, as long as you have that certificate of capability. Mm-hmm. And that sounds good. Mm-hmm. That sounds okay. So, folks hmm. out there, do you have an opinion? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you think. <laughs> yeah. Right. And speaking of opinions, join the Equinely Inclined Equine Podcast Companion Group right. to participate with your thoughts on topics such as these. Right. Click the Visit Group button at the top of our Equinely Inclined Facebook page. Yes. Mm-hmm. So is it time for our interview with Sammy and Joanne? Yes, and what a great interview it is. Diana, 
I know you set up this interview, and I'm going to give you the lead in on this one. Okay. Well, I just ran into Sammy in the morning out on the grounds, Mm -hmm. and he arranged for us to get together right after another of his interviews. And I was very pleased to get Joanne in on this one. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Sammy and Joanne are fabulous people. I love the dynamics of this team and the wonderful philosophy and family spirit that Joanne has built at Sycamore Stable in Northern Ireland. You know, I guess I have to add my own two cents worth here, too. I was listening to an earlier episode, and horse industry expert Ron Anderson was talking about how horses bridge a lot of gaps, some of those being geographical. Listen for that in the story that this interview tells. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. And just a warning, the carousel music in the background (laughs) is a little bit loud, but I honestly think it suits the tone of this interview. Yes, it adds the ambiance. Mm Mm-hmm. So Diana here with Sylvia and we're at the Masters in Spruce Meadows 2019. It's a beautiful fall day. We've had fantastic weather this year for the Masters and we're here with Sammy Aldehan and Joanne Sloan and I really am really tickled to have the two of them together because we've never been able we've we've inter- interviewed you Sammy but not you Joanne and it's just such a neat story of how you got together um, and that's I, I really want to tell people a little more about that so maybe we'll just start with that how did this team develop uh, leave Joanne to start with that <laughs> well uh, in 2010 I had a bad accident I broke my leg so my stable, Sycamore Stables, we always had young horses that we produce for selling and whatever. And I had a big batch then of four-year-olds. So I was heading to a Sunshine Tour that the next uh, year, the beginning of the next year, and I didn't have a rider because I was just coming off. I, I was a little bit ambitious, and I entered them all for Sunshine Tour thinking, yeah, it's fine, the broken leg, I'll be grand. But actually, it took a little bit longer to get back. So then I was really starting to get a little bit worried, and uh, I spoke to Kane O'Connor, and I said, uh, Kane would have done you know, a good bit of work with me. And I said, Kane, do you know anybody at all that could possibly come and ride these horses and he said well actually there's a guy in Egypt that I know and at the time there was a revolution going on so he says he's probably not doing much there's a revolution and uh, he said I'll give him a shout and sure see how it goes and he says sure if he's no good you don't have to keep him on anyway so you know and I mean, it was a great you know it was a great reference and he said but he's a really good guy he'd worked with him and he said you know I think he'll get on well so I gave him a call and I don't even think Sam knew where Ireland was at that stage actually no I, I knew where Ireland was but I didn't know where she was taking me she said Sunshine Tour and then Villamura or something and then I googled Villamura and it was like a spa resort and I said okay, okay. that sounds random okay whatever <laughs> so there's a revolution on what you know Sunshine Spain what's not to like why not go so then yeah so he turned up and uh, I actually, I wasn't actually there the first few days because I was away on a ski holiday, actually. And um, With a broken leg. With a broken leg. That was my rehab. And I kind of left him with the stable manager. And, I mean, these horses were so green. Like, I really didn't tell him so how green. 
I actually didn't tell him how green. I just, you know, we're in, in Ireland, we're quite laid back and we sort of work on the basis it'll be grand. That's kind of a bit of a saying, you know. And Eight years later, so, I, can, I can advocate to that. So the fact that he actually stayed, I mean, the first week, I'm not sure if there was more poles on the ground or where they were, but he got through it. And I mean, it was amazing by the end of the tour, the horses, because I kept saying, no, but I think this is a nice one. And I mean, you have to have a lot of belief sometimes. And to be fair, Sam has a lot of <laughs> so and eight years later nearly nine years later we're still there so <laughs> we must have done something right and still enjoying Ireland Sam I, I love Ireland actually it's a really horsey country and I think they took me as if I'm one of their own you know all the people there treat me as if I'm Irish and uh, I get along with most most of them anyway and uh, I must say Joanne's family made it so easy for me for the change because obviously you know you're away from your family away from your home but they looked after me really well and they still do and I feel like I'm a part of the whole team which makes it so much easier for me. Nice. Now you two have had a lot of success. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Well, uh, like I said, we're a small team. Uh, between Joanne and I, we ride. Uh, we have uh, three farms. Or Joanne has three farms in uh, in the north of Ireland, and there's the main farm, which has all the show jumping horses, and there's 20 boxes in them. So we always have more or le- less 20 horses to to ride. So it's between her and I, and then maybe there's a flat rider also at our stables and things like this. So uh, yeah, we do uh, a lot of work, but only only between us, and I think that's a part of our success because. We know each other really well now and we trust each other and uh, I think we work really well together in a a good way. So uh, that made a lot of things achievable and successful for us. Um, uh, We ride a lot of young horses, we go along with them through the years, we get to know them. And then uh, for, you know, like Zorro, Joanne had her as a foal, I rode her as a seven-year-old and six, seven years later she won the Spruce Meadows Masters. So you get to spend time with the horses, form a partnership. And, uh, yeah, as I always say, between her and I, we share the rides, which is also very good for the horse's mentality, I think. They're, they're not under the same kind of pressure all the time. Um, and I think it's working well for us at the moment, and I'm hoping it keeps working as well. We've been so lucky. Like, I mean, over the years, like, it's not just Zorro. Okay, now everybody sees Zorro, but we had Pepper Pot before that. And, I mean, she came here the first year, I'll never forget. And, I mean, she just took this place by storm. You know, there's this, again, a small Irish mare, the big personality. And, I mean, she loved the arena here. And that kind of puts Sam on the map, really, to start with here. And then Zorro kind of sneaked up behind. And then, you know, and it's the same. We always like to try to have, like, at home we have, at the minute we have, like, eight six-year-olds in production. And we'll take them in. We, we try to really get to know our horses. So it's um, it's quite an intimate thing with them. Each horse has its own personality. So we kind of get to know the personality and see which of us it'll suit. So maybe likes of like Sam is a nice homebred at the minute, WKDA Mimoa. She's nine now, but she was a little bit. She's a she's a funny horse. She's quite shy in her personality. She's a very sensitive. Man. She's really sensitive. So she was one that we decided we we're going to take a little bit slower. So I got to ride her in the summer, and then Sam just recently was fifth in Hehon in a meter sixty class. 
Oh so, my. That was you a very know, proud moment actually because yeah. it's a home brand, so yeah. it's that yeah. bit extra special as well. Uh, yeah. I was really pleased yeah. with that. And she would have got lost, you know, but because we really know the horses, we kind of found a system for her. So it's not really one size fits all. Each horse is really different, you know, and we, even when we're selling the horses, we try really hard. We don't sell a lot. We're not very good at that, are we really? <laughs> well, but that's because of your philosophy. Yeah, we, we and, do. And that's yeah. important. I think that's really important. I think people can feel very confident coming to you. Uh, explain a little more about what you were saying um, earlier with us about matching the rider. Yeah, it's a bit like um, it's a bit like dating with horses, you know. <laughs> well, you were saying somebody asked which is more important, yes, the horse or the rider. That's it, true. I mean, somebody was earlier on we were having a discussion, and I said, Do you know something? For me, you can actually have the best horse in the world, but if it doesn't like the rider, it's not going to work. And you can actually have a horse that maybe isn't what somebody would classically say is a top performer but this rider they will try everything for they will give extra you know and that's what I it's so exciting about this sport it's the combination you never really truly know what way it's going to work until they go in the ring for the first time and sometimes it's really magic you know it's exciting and for me I'm a producer Sam is a competitor so I think that works really well as a team because I get really excited about producing them and I don't have that extra. The best yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's true because actually it works so well because we're not competing against each other. In the fact that I get so much pleasure from watching the horses go on and reaching their full potential. I mean, because Sam is so talented at what he does, and I really like doing what I do. So for me, that's and when we go eventually to sell the horses, you know, I mean, we have to sell them at the end of the day. She's very competitive as well. Just <laughs> so I make that clear. <laughs> She's not, she's not the least not competitive she is very competitive but in a different way you know I'm not at the level that he is he's incredible but um, I enjoy my little bit what I do I really get satisfaction but when we come to sell them I really get excited when I see a horse and I see a rider and I think oh you know this horse would really suit them and I'm sure sometimes it looks a bit like stalkerish you know if I went up to a rider and said I have a horse for you yeah. but you know it's yeah. You get a feeling sometimes of, and, and likewise, you get some horses that when people come to try them and you just know it's not going to work. Yeah. And you don't really want to talk somebody out of buying a horse because that's not really good business. But there is sometimes you can see a partnership not going to work and we'll try to say, listen, this one isn't for you, but I think if you can try this horse, it'll suit you. So we're a very small yard and we like to keep it very personable. And, yeah. you know, that's kind of what we like. We'd rather have good quality horses that go on and we're proud of them than really selling a lot of horses and maybe you don't get the same feedback so and interestingly too when I was looking at your website Joanne you really do custom uh, gear your service towards what people are looking for so even if they want even if they have their own mare that they want bred yeah. or they, they want to breed their own or they want to get a foal you'll arrange a, for the brood mare I, I mean yeah yeah and the shipping and the training and yeah we try to do everything we're really lucky actually that jennifer gates gave us back because she actually bought wkd Pepperpot afterwards and then she when she decided the mayor had to retire she asked us then would we take the mayor back and so we have a partnership now with Evergate Stables that we're really excited about and we're very proud to be part of such a successful team and uh, Pepperpot had a full this year by I'm Special the Muse it's so cute <laughs> so uh, yeah so um, really priceless that's yeah, wonderful yeah so yeah. yeah and that also speaks to the relationship that you have with people that you sell horses to 
already. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's it's awesome. like we, we say we're like Sycamore Stables, we always say is a family. Yeah. We try to have the family atmosphere, and even anybody that's ever worked for us, we always say once you're wicked, you're always wicked. So yeah, we're like WKD, yeah. and we, we basically that's what we try to say. And we have a good relationship, I think, with people, and that's really important to us more than anything. Have we have we heard your story, Joanne, of how you started with horses or how you got to uh, own your own yard, your own stable? And um, Well, it's funny. I, I think it's... Well, in Ireland, everybody has a little bit of horse in their blood anyway. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, we were kind of born that way. Yeah. But um, I'm not from a traditional horse family in the fact that my parents didn't ride. But my grandfather, actually, my great-grandfather was a blacksmith. And in those days, the blacksmith was a really part of the community, and he was a horseman. So everybody would come to him with all the advice, and then... And they did dental work as well. Yeah, I think he did everything, to be honest. I think he made gates. He did everything. So uh, he was an important part of the community, and so my mother's family were very steeped in the local uh, horse, uh, mostly racing, actually. And my father had racehorses. Uh, and when I was small, there was three of us. I have an older sister and a younger brother. Um, my older sister and I both, I was four, I think, and my mom took us to learn to ride. So, But we didn't get our own. I didn't have my own pony until I was about 12 because my father said if he got his pony each, we'd be spoiled. And yeah. if he got us one, we'd fight. So I had to basically wait till my sister gave up and moved on to boys. So I was lucky. I was a little bit more determined. I hung on in there. And then I worked for other people. Actually, I had my own pony. And I, from a very early age, was buying and selling horses. And um, I went to university. I have a business degree with French, believe it or not. Oh, good for you. I wasn't there very often. <laughs> I was basically used to run in, do the things, and come back out again. So, I mean, my graduation, there was a horse in the car park waiting to go to the sales. I mean, it was literally... My poor parents were like, do we not get strawberries? I'm like, no, we have time. We have to go to cabin horse sales. Go, let's go. So, um, yeah, and then I just built it from there. Um, I used to teach a lot, and um, I used to, I, all the breaking of the horses myself and production. And I was very lucky I got to work with people like David Broom. I trained with him. Uh, Peter Charles, uh, Grim Fletcher and Tina Fletcher. I had a lot of really good people behind me when I was like in my 20s. I really enjoyed that. And then I um, basically then I had my own family. I have three girls. So I had to drop back a bit. So yeah. I had a choice at that stage, either to you either have a choice to push on for the higher level or you find something that you're equally quite good at and keep that your niche. So I've been lucky over the years to work with riders like Scott Brash, Connor Swale, and now, of course, I've got Sam. So. Awesome. Just <laughs> awesome. I love you. I'm glad, I'm glad we asked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Now, do you guys still teach, though? Sam is really good. Not, not, not a lot, because obviously we're always on the road, and we're, we're trying to produce young horses as well as compete at top level. And... There's always two riders on the road, so if, if I'm if she's helping me or I'm helping her, so it's a bit tight. But we try to fit it in, and uh, we enjoy it, don't we? Work well yeah, together, actually. Joanne and I actually, I was just gonna say, we work really well together. Like sometimes I let her do all the flat work and the basic things because she's really, really ethical and very, uh, you know, documented about it, and she's very precious about it as well, which I think is a really good thing because whenever I was a kid. I never jumped the pole until I was nine. From five to nine, I only did flat work. And I never crossed the pole. So it was all about position and balance and position and balance for four years. It sounds boring, but no, at, the, that's end, important, at yeah. the end, it actually really works well. So Joanne is really good at that. I drive him nuts. He's actually being really polite. <laughs> I am so OCD. I only he has the best temperament. 
he will be going in the ring and I'll be changing the bridle or I'll be adjusting something. Oh. I mean, I'm really into a funny detail. story. Uh, we were in Gijon just last week and the first two <laughs> days she wasn't there. My groom and I obviously know Joanne really well. So the first two days we were doing whatever we would like, right? And then uh, I said to, to him, David, is, he's called, I said, oh, Joanne is coming today, so make sure everything is correct or elsewise. I'll be going in the ring and the bit will be going one hole up or going one down or the martingale is getting looser. Or So just make sure that we have everything in order. Otherwise, we're going to be late for our turn. So it's just a funny it's, story. It's, I am, yeah, it's like really funny. I'm, I'm really like always thinking, you know, it's, all it the time. It Joanne if she didn't change something. That's, how we, that's the slogan in the yard. So, yeah. But on the other hand, Joanne, my impression of you is you must be awesome to work for. Because I know, the, the, I mean, the day that I met you here at Spruce, in the beginning of Spruce, you said to me, yeah, I'm just so happy. I, it doesn't matter what happens here this week. I couldn't be happier. I say it. It is true, and I always say that. You know, always stood by. By even if sometimes you have a, a you know, a sort of a lower time, there always she always has my back and supports me in a good way. Because in show jumping, it's like I always say, you lose a lot more than you win. But if you don't have the right people behind you, you will end up in a really bad way. But when you have the right people behind you, you take that into a positive energy. And Joanne is actually really, really good at that. And I have to say I'm very grateful for that. I think that the two of you are, are really meant to be together. Because <laughs> I must say, when I met Sami, I was drawn to him. <laughs> because he was outside the international ring clapping to the music while the, the rider ride. Yeah, <laughs> while the rider was doing their victory ride and so enthusiastically and I, I love that, right? Because I often find people are so I don't know, blase. And so I walked over beside him and started clapping with him. And then I said after me I have an interview. <laughs> We're just so grateful to be here. Yes. I mean yes. this year for both of us, for Sam and I, like He's getting to do things that people dream all their life of doing. Like, we're a small yard from County Antrim, Northern Ireland. I mean, you had to Google it to see where we were. And, I mean, we're actually here among... This is, like, legendary, you know? And for us, we're not going to be blasé about this, you know? You can stand there and be really cool and go, yeah, it's Bruce, you know? No, I am like, my goodness, we're here, you know? I, when we first came here, we were like tourists. The, the thing is about show jumping, there's so much work in the, in the, in the high, you know, in the background. It's... it's not normal amount of work that's in it's not only from the rider but from the owners and the trainers and the, the grooms and the vets and the blacks so much work so when you go into that ring and you do a clear round you're in the prize giving it is a big deal i don't care what you win or how much you win if you're clear and you're a prize giving in a meter 30 or a meter 60 it is a big deal i'm on and facebook live always <laughs> filming it that's, that's what i always say if, you know some riders are Obviously, they do it on so many levels and on so many weeks. But it doesn't matter if you win 10 weeks in a row or you win one. It's all the same. If you win, you win. You know, you really need to let your emotions go. And, and it's called show jumping for a reason. It's not, uh, you know, it's not just uh, horse riding. It's show jumping. There's a show in it because there is a lot of... And you're giving go. to the spectators as well, Sammy. Yeah. Oh, I he's amazing. He loves yeah, it. I love, the, I love the crowd when they cheer for <laughs> yeah. you. You feel something. You can't you get him out of the <laughs> ring. Ask him about Dublin when he won the Puissance. So <laughs> how many laps of the arena did you do? Oh, my goodness. 2 meter 20. Oh, my God. On a horse that we got on Facebook. 
That's a funny story too. It's oh, plenty of funny stories. I, I think Joanne needs to write a book. I always told her that. I said, if you ever want to, to you know, take a downtime from writing, you should write a book. And Nobody would believe half the stuff that happens to us. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I guess he, he needed a horse for the peace hunts in Dublin. We do not have a peace hunts horse. It's just not there. And um, so a friend of ours, a neighbour, I put it on Facebook, anybody have a peace hunts horse? And my neighbour... don't ask, you won't get it. That's what I said. That's and our, right. actually our next door neighbour happened to have a really good peace hunts horse. So Who Sam, knew? yeah, Who knew? So he, he sat on it once. He jumped a wall, or like about a, like a meter ten wall or something. So yeah, it jumps walls. And then he, he, I'll I, see I it in just Dublin. said to the owner, just keep it fit, jump it a few times on grass, so you get the feeling of yeah. the grass. And I meet you at the show. That was a month before, and that was the story. To be honest, I like I was saying to her the night before. I really don't want to do this. I'm, I don't want to jump out. It like, starts at 180. First, yeah. first wall is 180. I really want to do it. And uh, we were chatting about it. And then, uh, yeah, the next day she said to me, you just have to go in the ring once. Do it once. And, and You've you honored go. your, you know, yeah, because the, the, So anyway, I went in once and it was okay. But I never looked at the top of the wall. I always looked at the very bottom, trying to get closer. That was right. my strategy, not to look at the top. Good for you. So anyway. You have to look up. Yeah. Well, I did the first round and she actually rang me and said your course is open do you not want to walk this I said why why do I need to walk it you walk it I know there's a wall and another three jumps that I need to get to so I don't need to walk it anyways I jumped the first round and then I went outside and I said it's not so bad so I have to do it another four times because it's one round and four jump rope. yeah so I went the second time and it was 190 or whatever I jumped it and then the third round, the crowd really gets behind you. We couldn't it's get him out of the ring. He was doing so from the third round on, <laughs> I was doing a lap of honor, even though I didn't win it yet. I tell you. But from the third round like... on, I was going around that, and Dublin ring is as big as here. So I was going like half an hour around the arena with the hat off and waving yeah. wherever. Was, and I didn't even realize I was doing that. It was just an And I said, listen, I don't need to go to the Olympics. I don't need to win any more Grand Prix. Just win Dublin every year at the Puy Hunt, and I'm all good. Even the taxi drivers, we get in the taxi the next day and he was asking what we were doing and Sam said yeah I'm at the show did you see oh you're the man you're your man last night you know your man your man last night the, from Egypt that won the puissance like he was so famous even the taxi drivers knew who he was like, it was unbelievable yeah. it was really, and the crowd really lifts you like yeah. to be honest if, if I have to start it again I wouldn't be looking forward to do it but like from the third round on people are cheering you on and it's just as if you're watching a football game or something mm-hmm. 80,000 of had you, ever, had you ever done a puissance? Never. Season? That was my first puissance <laughs> and my last up to, up to, up to date. Up to date. Yeah, it's not keen on making a comeback in this. <laughs> when I looked at the wall and the prize giving, my heart started boom, 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 boom. So <laughs> I was glad I didn't look at the top of it whenever I was riding. Oh, no. I don't know how you did it, to be honest. I hate I did, walls. Yeah. I really don't like walls. Too. I, can't, I can't even imagine jumping something that's higher than you are. You couldn't even you know, see. Couldn't we see. were in the no, pocket. Yeah, no, we could wait till you saw the ears yeah so there was a wall and he disappeared and then you saw the ears and the horse that's how big it was like you couldn't see him from where we were this horse obviously likes to jump oh he's amazing it was a really good wall jumper yeah yeah it was a cool experience oh awesome so you're looking forward to the rest of spruce now we have a few days left here yeah always looking forward to that actually because there's a few very big competitions coming up plus the CP Grand Prix uh, of Rolex on Sunday which uh, I'm hoping uh, we can defend our title but yes. okay nothing is guaranteed in show jumping the mare feels great 
I have a good feeling. Joanne has a good feeling, and she rides sort of most of the time anyway. So I always take her feedback upon how the mare feels, and she's telling me she feels great. I can see she feels she's feeling good. I had two rounds with her, and she jumped really good. A bit unlucky, fence down in each, but oh, the, the, I couldn't the, believe that last. Oh, fence. well, it was my fault. So really. uh, yeah, it was my fault. I was a little bit off the last oxer, and I could have rode it better. So at least I know what was the problem. You can get all those mistakes out <coughs> so, of the way now. As, as long, long as, as I don't do that on Sunday, we're all good. That, yeah. that, that last fence was right beside the crowd. Yeah. You, Is yeah. that in good that, keeping with a lot of other oh, riders? Oh, so many yeah, yeah, yeah. good yeah. riders. A lot of people yeah. did it. Yeah. But to be fair, we walk the course and it's on a distance. It's either really quiet outside nine strides or a direct eight. So when Joanne and I walked it, we agreed to do the outside nine because it's better for Zora just to stay connected, okay? But when I jumped that second last double, she landed so far on the inside line oh. and I landed and took a pull because I wanted to do the nine and then it's there's no nine anymore. I'm so far on the inside. But my my going forward to the eight wasn't enough, so I and I left her a little bit gappy. So. You got a lot of stick. Uh, my father really, really does. Hit the Give last fence down in Sycamore Stables. Yeah, he, he had this you little thing. Grief. First and last <laughs> fence, rider or yeah, so he sends yeah. some little message every so often. <laughs> he, like, you know, that's what we say. My brother treats him like a son, to be honest, because he gets a lot of stick from him, you know. Yeah. And Sam takes it really well, you know. In our family, yeah, we have... They are great people. And a random sense of humor. <laughs> so I'm hoping Sunday goes That's why people. you didn't look surprised when you came over the fence and hit it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, I was right there waiting yeah. to take your picture. No, I tell you, I was so with myself <laughs> at the end of the day that's a little bit the problem with show jumping yeah. you cannot go back in time no. No. You cannot, no, it's not like football if somebody scored against you you can try to score back you don't no. you don't get back from a fall and you relive it you relive it until the next, yeah. the next yeah. round so. yeah. 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 But keeps you sharp. it does he, he, when he first came over he used to have this thing he said you know I'm very competitive and you know it's very hard for me if I have a bad round. It nearly takes me to the next show to really get over it. And I thought, oh my God, this is going to be difficult. There's a whole week until... Yeah, <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, we don't have that many shows. I mean, I'm going to have to like live with this. This is not good. So I said, Sam, we're going to make a rule now. I said, after the class, if you have a bad round, you have 10 minutes. So you can do whatever you want. I will be patient. I said, then it's over. I said, really? That's it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want it. Ten minutes. Yeah. And I promise you, he's got really good now, actually. Because he used to be, oh, I was like, I can't, you know, it's gone. I said, what are we going to do? We can't go back in time. Yeah. The fence is still on the floor. So There's no point to dwell as long as you know what was the mistake and try not to do it again. Although with show jumping, you may as well do it. You will do it again at some stage, but normally you think not to do it and you try to fix what ha- what went wrong and hopefully on Sunday it's going to be perfect I have yeah. all that's this you know behind me and just keep the focus on the jumps yeah. and hopefully get a good round oh, we'll be looking forward to you defending that yes, so if people yeah. want to find out more about uh, your your um, your stable Okay, so we're Sycamore Stables, mm-hmm. and we're in County Antrim, Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. and we really need to update our website. <laughs> I would say go, go to Facebook. the website, but yeah, go Facebook. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, basically, Joanne Sloan Allen on Facebook. I really have to update the Sycamore Stables one as well. It's a bit busy, but we try to keep everybody connected, and we do stupid interviews and silly things just to try to amuse everybody, and right. Zara has a big following, so um, oh, good. yeah, so I'm really appreciative of everybody's support, and Fingers crossed Sunday she can just make everybody yeah. happy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, guys. Thank You're you for welcome. Having you. I appreciate that. Well, I'm really big on collaboration, and I think it's great that Joanne's ask for a talented rider was answered by someone from such a distance. Talk about bridging the gaps. 
I love that Sammy says they treat him like he's Irish. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you know, don't forget the team manager for Ireland's show jumping team is Rodrigo Pessoa from Brazil. Right. <laughs> Horses mm-hmm. make the world a smaller place. Yeah. I love it. So there is so much camaraderie and the sport gains so much from sharing expertise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the other thing I loved hearing them say was that show jumping is just that. It's a show. Mm -hmm. And the fans are such an important part of it. Yeah. Joanne can be so much fun. You can really see in this interview why they make such a great team. Yeah, Sammy and Joanne are both really fun to be around. And I felt so at home talking with Joanne because she's so very Irish. And I grew up in a very Irish household. So (laughs) (laughs) I want to go to Northern Ireland now. Oh, I would love to take that trip with you someday. (laughs) Got to work on that one Mm -hmm. for sure. Well, we have some great exclusive content in the form of interviews with show jumping and dressage Olympians and other high profile athletes, trainers and veterinarians and many other experts in the equine industry and actors and actresses too. Yep. You'll be amazed and surprised by the information that you can hear. Yeah, if you are lucky enough to lock in your exclusive content subscription during the flash sale that ended at midnight on the Canadian Thanksgiving Day. (laughs) That's today, right? Uh Monday, October 14th. Good on you. One one thing you might want to know is that when you go to subscribe, it looks as though you're going to subscribe to a course. Right. Mm -hmm. That's because it's on a course platform. So I'm just kind of doing... a little innovative thing by using and giving it a different duty. So the monthly subscription rate will continue to rise as more information is added. So don't wait to subscribe. Go to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash inclined and look for our products in the about section. That's there where I go. finally put those links. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're heading out I very am, shortly. I huh? am. I'm heading to the main event expo at the end of the week. Oh, we were going to be going a little bit later than the end of the week. So now I'm really having to crunch everything up and get it all done Mm -hmm. quickly. But um, I'm going to be working on a little vacation uh, to see friends and relatives along the way before Mm. we get there. That's why we've changed up our times a bit. Well, I almost decided to go, and I'm so jealous. I (laughs) looked at the lineup for the Trainer's Challenge, and you know me, I love the Trainer's Challenge. Well, It looks like there's a big connection to Alberta there. Still time to come, Diane. No, 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 no. I I, I can't. You know that. Okay. But I would have loved to have seen me. We've got Jake... How do you say this name? I don't know. Credenier? Credenier? We can can both butcher it different ways. Grew up in regional New South Wales, Australia, and moved to Alberta to My Terra Ranch. Yeah. Right? Cool. And Jacqueline C., Poplar Ridge Performance Club, Pierce, Alberta. Yeah. And Kyle Fisher, grew up in Manitoba. Yep. runs KF Performance Horses out of Legal, Alberta. Yeah, cool. So, And he's got such an interesting background. <gasps> yeah. Three years riding in the military yeah. with the Lord Strathcona's Horse Royal Canadians. How many times have we watched that troupe? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And uh, there's, I mean, German dressage-based training mm-hmm. and having the uh, opportunity to ride with Albert Clay. Yeah, and now uh, he trains yeah. reining, cutting, and dressage yeah. horses. Like, that's good. <laughs> I, I love that's it. That's crazy. And yeah. Miles Kingdon. 
He's both a judge for the Trainers Challenge and a clinician on stockmanship, so mm-hmm. he's going to be some kind of busy. Yeah. Trevor Murtis is going to be doing a horsemanship clinic for extreme cowboy racing, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. interviewed him last time, so you yeah. could listen to that interview and hear a little bit of what he's like. I'd love to see Robert Eversoll on trail riding. I love his name, Trailmeister. Trailmeister.com. <laughs> right? 20 years helping people with special needs, and That's he works cool. with horses and mules, and he just sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Debbie Cooper Performance Horses from Arizona. Mm -hmm. Ranch riding. So simulates the work a a horse would do on a ranch. Mm -hmm. So no bling, simple turnout of horse and rider. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I I just think it's so cool. And Jeff Cook is going to be the jumping clinician. Oh, right. And he's worked with George Morris, yeah. Yeah, for years, for five years and Mm -hmm. then another five years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's got a quote on his bio. Such an amazing way to learn the sport at the feet of George Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And, uh, wow. <laughs> Jeff Morse. That's that's cool, too. I looked at his stuff. 40 years of training. Mm-hmm. 25 years at Greenmeads Farm, Richmond, Massachusetts. He works with Morgan horses. Mm-hmm. Or he, you know, has Morgan horses, breeds them. But he works with all breeds of uh, ponies and, and yeah. horses. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I think the the last one I've got here is Kim Peterson. She's going to be doing working equitation oh, from working, Australia. Yeah, working yeah. equitation is so awesome. <laughs> I love that right. stuff. Anyway, you're the one that gets to be there. I know, and I'm going to be there all by myself. So mm-hmm. I know we're going to have, well, there's going to be interviews coming out of this, but it's just me. Mm-hmm. Are you going <laughs> so, to be doing Facebook Lives too? I would definitely like to be doing Facebook Lives, yes, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. And speaking of Facebook, mm-hmm. I think it's just the right time to uh, welcome the latest person who liked our Facebook page, and that would be Caitlin from Edmonton. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I wonder I why. I think I know Caitlin. I think I know Caitlin, too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, for our next episode, let's talk about our next episode. Sure. It'll be early in November, because I'm going to be away and we should have some interesting interviews from the main event expo in Chilliwack and I'm sure I will be doing some Facebook lives from there as well yeah and I'll be listening I'll be watching awesome okay you can keep me company Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's good Mm -hmm. so if you want to make sure you're seeing all the Facebook live videos join the Facebook group because there's more engagement there so join the group go to the page at facebook.com slash equinely inclined and click on visit group located at the top right of the page on desktop you can't really miss it on mobile it's pretty much in your face (laughs) and if you're one of those horse crazy people or if you know a horse crazy person who doesn't know how to fill that horseless void let us know we want to help and please find someone new to introduce to the world of horses as i recall diana you're going to be doing a lot of that by giving a bunch of pony rides next weekend oh, right. well i'm okay. on my drive to bc well that's one of the reasons i can't go oh. um, it's the hastings lake hoedown on saturday and we always do the pony rides for that and then the very next day is my granddaughter's birthday party oh, my granddaughter's yes. pony party oh so. yes mm-hmm. i hope for good weather I hope for good weather for that. (laughs) You and me both. (laughs) Oh, well, uh, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I guess until our next episode, bye from Sylvia Schneider. And Diana Belbar. And give your horses big hugs for us.